Welcome to Ponderings from the Perch. I have with me today Becky Harrison. She is the president of Fieldwork in Fort Lee, New Jersey, and serves New York City as well. She comes to Fieldwork with a lot of a lot of experience in the qualitative services side, and she also handles just day to day operations, project management, recruiting, and facility services. She has been a joy to get to know over the last couple of years. She's just a bright spot on the day. And I think you're going to really enjoy this conversation about what's going on at Fieldwork in a very strange time. Um, But we're going to hear from her as a leader. So welcome to the show, Becky. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to to be here and chat with you today. Yeah, well, I love chatting with you. So this is going to be great. (laughs) Same, exactly. I feel like we're at a meeting or something. Yeah, I know. I know. This is great. We do get a chance to see each other around around the um, country in normal times, but this is nice to connect here. And I know I have a lot of clients that are really curious about how people in the market market research industry are handling times right now. And they're especially curious about people who are dealing with qualitative services and face-to-face services like focus groups. So I thought you would be the perfect guest to really just bring some of your insight. So let's talk a little bit about your day-to-day so people understand who is Becky Harrison and what are you doing? Because on a normal day, you and your team (laughs) are juggling a lot of details. You just by the nature of what you do, you're wearing a lot of hats because you're really that hospitality hub for so many clients. And so what I love about everybody I know at Fieldwork is that ethos and that deep, deep understanding that you're really just in the people business, no matter what it is that you're doing. So I'd love to hear from you about that company culture, that ethos of constantly serving the client. How is that working right now with your strong co-worker relationships, because that's where we all started when we had this crisis, we're faced with it. We had to start by leading our own people. So how have you been just grabbing from that fieldwork ethos and and sticking with that strong co-worker relationship? Uh, definitely. So, I mean, let's just say that my field workers are on speed dial. <laughs> literally, I mean, literally, we talk 24-7. I think I talk to my field work colleagues and friends, you know, more than I talk to my, my family right now. <laughs> um, and, you know, whether that's to talk about a project or a proposal or help with homeschooling. I mean, some of us still remember, you know, our geometry days or even hair dye, which is a really big topic at the moment. We're really, you know, all just there for each other. And we've always been there for each other through work and personal milestones. But I think now with everything going on with um, uh, COVID and with this industry, it's just it's more evident now now than ever. Um, you know, whenever anyone asks me about my favorite part of fieldwork, I always like to say that it's the culture. And I really, really mean that. Um, the culture at fieldwork is, is just like nothing I've really experienced anywhere else. And we care about our people. And I think now more than ever, it's, um, you know, coming to surface for sure. Oh, I, I, I totally see that. And I've talked with several on your team um, through this time. And I, I, I absolutely believe that. But I didn't know I could call you for some hair dye uh, tips because I really got in a bind the other day. <laughs> Absolutely. We have um, a list of uh, presidents and spouses that are able to put on the hair dye at the moment. So well, we my, you, Crystal. <laughs> my 16-year-old daughter may or may not be talking to me today, but we'll see how that goes. <laughs> we got her, don't worry. <laughs> well, when COVID started affecting the markets, what was the first thing you started discussing with your team and, and you know, with, with yeah, let's start with just your team and your clients and respondents. What, what was going on? 
Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, as you know, the, the Fort Lee and the New York City offices um, were one of the first to um, to be hit with with uh, the corona closures, and we were the first office to, to close. And having the full support of the company um, is something that will just always stay with me. Um, you know, we, had, we were really busy. We had a lot of clients, a lot of respondents on site. And you might think the first thing to come to mind would be the projects. What are we doing with the projects? Are they moving? Are they rescheduling? And that was not you know, that was more secondary. The first thing that, that we all really thought about were the staff, the clients and the respondents, you know, who were on the ground running and making sure that they were safe and comfortable and had everything that they needed. Right. So, right. yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit. Let's dial down into what you were doing for your team. Let, let's get nitty gritty there. What started happening? So we, you know, we closed our office in in Fort Lee in New York. It was a, it was a tough decision, but you know, one that we felt was best, um, and we were following, you know, government, um, you know, procedures. Um, so the first thing we did was got was get everyone signed up for Zoom, and we started doing, you know, daily. I started doing daily Zoom calls with my with my team of project managers and supervisors. Um, you know, and in the beginning, these these Zoom calls were okay. How are we getting set up to recruit from home? Who's doing which project? You know, which project got rescheduled? And then once we got into that groove, it, it slowly became more of like therapy with the team. We do you know Tuesday meditations where one of our project managers will lead a little meditation session for us. Um, with my project managers, I love to do high lows every morning with the team, just on a quick email, just to check in. Um, you know, so on these calls, we're not just talking about work, but we're really just talking about life. Who has a grocery delivery? Who might need some flour? Does someone need some paper towels? Does anyone need cleaning supplies? Um, so, you know, mentally, physically, we're, you know, really there for each other. Um, and then in terms of the, the presidents and the partners of field work, I mean, as soon as this this, this happened even before the closures of the offices started, we started doing uh, Zoom calls as well to check in with each other and to see how we navigate through this. Um, and, and right now we were chatting yesterday, it's been you know close to about seven weeks of these calls and it's really comforting you know, Priscilla, to see how far we've come and how how much we've covered. Um, you know, now you know now we're talking about when we get back into the office. What equipment do we need? How do we prepare and things like that? So it's just really, you know, I feel so fortunate to have this network of support and resources. I think you know, so many people, obviously, in this country in this world, are going through this pandemic. But um, I feel that you know, my field workers really understand exactly what I'm going through. I understand what they're going through, and it's just nice to have that you know, shoulder of support for sure. Yeah, I really do love that about the field work model. You have, you know, 15 offices uh, nationwide, but the president is uh, part of that partnership, a part of that ownership. And that's why those decisions are made so effectively on location. But then that's like also inherent in that created this interesting support system where you really understand each other's day to day. You know, what it's like, uh, you know, in Dallas could be a little bit different than Fort Lee or in Seattle or in Denver. But you all are dealing with the same topics and able to, even if it's not the same issue itself, you've been there. You, you feel it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. And I just remember, you know, going back to the, the day that we closed, we had, you know, a few projects come in and they were, um, they were to, you know, for online and um, it, and my team, we weren't set up yet to recruit. I mean, you know, we, we thought we had another week or so until we had to, to come home. So, um, you know, the, my one project manager was really nervous. What are we going to do with these projects? And I said, oh, that's the easiest decision. That's the easiest decision right now. I'm going to call Dallas. I'm going to call Schomburg and they can recruit them for us. We'll give them our sample. Not a problem. <laughs> so it's just helpful, you know, to have those offices. We have the same processes. So that was, you know, 
I, just, I just keep going back to that day of how, you know, we were stressed and then it was just so easy just to have another office jump in and help us. Right. Well, let's talk about clients. What what did the checking in with clients look like? Definitely. So, you know, we, you know, with a lot of our clients, um, we, we, I like to think of them as, as more than a client. They're really a, a partner in, in our industry and in our business and what we do. And with many of them, we have much more than just a, a work relationship with them. So, you know, we definitely reached out to them about their current projects, but also to check in and chat and, you know, give each other some coping advice and, mm-hmm. and things like that. So, um, you know, joking about uh, remembering when, you know, we had so many projects in the field and it was too many to handle and now, you know, <laughs> switching to online and things like that. So, um, and I've also finding with our clients who haven't really um, done much online research, connecting them with our field work web work team, which is our, our online service provider. Um, and that's been really helpful as well. Um, yeah. Just opening the doors to other, other avenues for our clients to help mm-hmm help with their projects. Yeah. Well, I mentioned at the beginning that Fieldwork really is this interesting hospitality hub. So you also have a lot of vendors that you need to take care of. So what did that look like? Exactly. Definitely. So the vendors in, in our area, um, in Fort Lee in New York, you know, they're, they're like our lifeline. They help us with, with client catering and client requests and, and things like that. So, um, you know, after a few days, once we got, we got home and got set up and felt that we were in a groove, I, I started checking in with some of our local vendors in the community. I'm, I think it's really important when we have a facility in your, in your market that you really connect with the community. It helps with database building. It helps with events that you can participate in. And, um, you know, you guys are kind of all in this together. So I did check in with some of our vendors and, um, you know, in, in Fort Lee, we have a, a food vendor that we really value. They're such a great partner for us. Our clients love them. Um, and like so many restaurants, unfortunately, you know, they're having a really tough time. So we actually partnered with them for a meal donation to a local hospital. And so not only does that help the frontline healthcare workers getting a nice, healthy meal, but it also helps our food vendor as well. So, you know, we were really excited to kind of be in a position to participate in, in a program like that. Oh, that is so, I love that story. Just always be helping. So let's switch gears just a little bit. I want to hear from you. You really are a seasoned market research professional. What do you actually think will change about consumer behavior? Um, you know, that, that. so talk to me a little bit about that. What What are some of your thoughts? So, I mean, I think when you have a situation like this, it's always important to, um, you know, think of the opportunity and, and that, you know, and how you might adapt to it and how you might have to change your business to adapt to, to it, something that's changing in the market. And, you know, one of my thoughts I keep thinking about is that I really think that COVID is going to open up the doors to a new avenue of research and that there could be a lot of opportunity that Fieldwork may be able to assist with. Um, I think that consumer behavior, you know, of course, you know, you're a consumer, I'm a consumer. Of course, our, our, our behaviors, our ideas, our shopping habits are already changing due to COVID. And I think that it's really across the board in terms of how a consumer is going to think, shop, and, you know, maybe plan for their future. When you look at shopping, for example, it's not just the avenues that, you know, a consumer uses to shop that may change, but also their habits as well. Um, you know, of course, the majority, if not all shopping right now is is online, but how's that going to change down the road for a consumer, you know, short term and long term? 
if you think short term, I like to think of the looking at your current you know financial situation and how that impacts. So if you are doing a, a study right now with a consumer, you know short term their thought process might be different than long term. Short term they may have you know recently been laid off or had loss of hours or taken a pay cut or maybe their spouse has and that's going to you know really have an impact on their shopping habits and things like that. Long term as well, you know once um, they get their hours back or their position comes back online. You know, are they still going to be thinking differently in terms of, of how they shop? And um, it's not just the monetary impact, it's, it's logistically as well. You have to think about, will a consumer plan to continue grocery shopping online when they're able to go back to a store and it's, and it's easy and safe to go back to a store? Also, I, I like to think a lot about brand usage. I, um, I'm thinking about that for myself. You know, I, I think I'm a pretty brand loyal consumer. But unfortunately, a lot of my brands right now are just not available. So I'm just, you know, so <laughs> what's you know, on the shelf? That's what I'm taking. Know, so exactly. I'm like, well, this this works and it's maybe not the brand I normally buy, but it looks good. And that's what I can get. And I'm so grateful that I can get that product. Right. Um, and I have a couple, you know, items right now that I actually am really enjoying these new brands of. So how's that going <laughs> to, you know, shift in my loyalty in terms of, of a consumer? I told that story on LinkedIn. Actually, I did a video because I went into Target and I was going to get paper towels. Literally, there was one, like one roll of paper towels, not a package of whatever. There was one, there was an entire back shelf that was totally empty. There was one roll and it was Bounty. I've never bought that brand in my entire life. And I, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, this is what I got. I put it in there. I don't think I'll ever switch. Yeah, that's I the same way I'm some sometimes I like to you know, some people might say I'm like a seltzer snob. I'm very particular with my seltzer. I think it's a very New Jersey thing of, of seltzer up here. And um I had to switch brands, Priscilla, and I am loving Uh-oh. the new brand and it's like, oh, what am I gonna do? But you know, so yeah. I think that's gonna have a, a big impact as well. Okay. Um and then of course, you know, clients and companies, they're definitely gonna want to research these changes and in, in client um, consumer behavior and how they can market their their products differently and maybe that's a change in packaging or um, a, a, cha- a change in how many you know items are offered in a, in a package that are, is purchased and things like that. So, mm-hmm. well, uh, you know, a, a second thing that that kind of leads me into is is I, I'm thinking about how we actually conduct research and this qualitative approach that you all take at Fieldwork. I think there's also this emerging desire for consumers to tell, like tell someone, you know, what they're experiencing. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, naturally humans are social creatures. We want to be around people. We want to talk. We want to touch. We want to hug. We want to make eye contact. And I think that's one of the hardest, you know, the biggest impacts that um, people are having with this, this current situation of like losing that, that in-person social, social aspect. Um, and, you know, I mean, the, the, the Zoom calls help and FaceTiming and things like that. But at the end of the day, you know, humans are humans and they're social and they want to they want to touch each other. They want to hug each other. They want to, you know, make that eye contact. So I think that what we are really finding now more than ever is that, you know, consumers, they want to be heard. They want to talk about this. They want to talk about what's going on. It's an outlet for them. And I think that it's something that we all have in common right now and that it's something that, you know, everyone's going through and, and, and they want to, you know, they want to talk, they want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And they, and they want to be safe. So let's talk about this in terms of your facilities, because you all are in a unique situation that you do have very large facilities that that's not that's not 
you know, uh, across the board, you know, in terms of other focus group facilities, it is one interesting differentiator. So tell me about how that's going to work in your rooms and your lounges and your, you know, your break rooms and your little, you know, yeah. uh, viewing rooms. Um, you know, can you social distance in the field work uh, facilities? Definitely. I think our facilities are, you know, I think we were kind of set up for this. I think that, you know, given how, you know, our, our facilities are so spacious, we have really large conference room, large viewing rooms. Um, all of our facilities have dedicated lounges. Um, so there, is, there are a lot of opportunities for um, both the respondent and the clients and the staff even to, to social distance at a comfortable and safe, safe space. I think in terms of our facilities, a lot of them have what we call a great room. So it's basically two focus group rooms with a movable wall. And if you open that wall, it becomes a really large room for juries and dial tests and taste tests and things like that. So you might have a really large room that could see up to, you know, 65 respondents for a jury. And we could easily do that for an eight to 10 person focus group and, you know, space them out really, really well. And then, you know, Fieldwork has always been committed to cleaning and and sanitizing and making sure we have clean spaces. And, you know, we're definitely committed to enhancing that and, and keeping that going mm-hmm. um, as well. So, And this won't affect like the in- incredibly wonderful snacks that you provide, right? Definitely not. Okay. All of our, all we've already, we've actually been talking about that. I mean, but you know, first we, snacks. Let's yeah, get our priorities you know, straight, Becky. Before we have a, a date of opening, it's like, well, how are we going to do respondent sandwiches? What about cheese trays and things like that? So yeah, there's a lot of a lot of opportunity for you know individually wrapped and, and things like that. Yeah, so. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, what we're finding from our, our consumers and our clients is like they are ready to get back out there once it's safe and we're able to. And so I think that um, I think it'll be really exciting that the day that we do, you know, open back up for sure. That's awesome. I love hearing what you think about the industry and where it's going. Let's talk a little bit about field work and, um, you know, what is really a standard operating procedure at field work that you think is really undervalued that now is going to really be maybe exposed a little bit bit more. Um, So, you know, at Fieldwork, we have a lot of procedures that we do um, to, you know, to to make sure we have really successful projects in terms of confirmations and how we recruit and how we host. But I'm finding um, with, with everything going on in the current situation that communication right now is key communication with our respondents communication with our with our clients and especially with our respondents right now um, as we're doing you know different methodologies and things like that so whether it be during screening confirmations rescreening or even our tech checks um, right now we're doing a lot of online research like online boards and focus groups and interviews and the communication that we have with our respondents is just key to ensuring that it's a successful project logistically. Um, there's multiple touch points throughout the life of the project and we may not see them in person but given how many um, times we contact them and talk to them on the phone it feels like we're you know just talking to them in the facility yeah, for sure. Yeah so like where before that standard oper- operating procedure might have been helping them find the right parking spot and getting to the facility now it's like this is how you now navigate online. This is what room we're in. This is, you know, how you use your microphone or so it's kind of just maybe the same high touch, but different conversations. 
Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, field work, uh, field work, web work is field work's online solution that we've been supplementing with traditional qualitative research for um, about 10 years or so. And through the field work, web work division, when conducting online research, we always perform tech checks. And um, Crystal, the, the field work, uh, web work president, you know, she has this saying, and I love it, but she always says to us, you know, we wouldn't ask a respondent to show up to a facility without giving them directions. And we wouldn't do the, and we wouldn't ask a respondent to show up to our platform for research without making sure that they know how to get there. And that just always like really, you know, rang true to me because I think of our client service representatives who work our front desk at our facility and how how much time they spend on the phone with respondents, turn left at this road, go to that that traffic light, make a right, you're almost there, keep going, we'll tell the moderator <laughs> you're on the way, and all those touch points you have, and that you have to have that same type of touch point when you're doing online research as well. So right. I think that's something that's really important, you know, in addition to making sure we know that they know how to get there, we screen respondents to make sure that they have the technology that they need. Mm-hmm. Each respondent's required to complete a live tech check, um, and that's basically a few days before their, their actual research date. And that's with a, with a tech specialist just to ensure that everything's working, they don't have any questions, you know, because at the end of the day, we want that seamless, um, you know, online focus group to go just as it would as, as it would in person. Well, your so, clients are demanding the right respondent through the screener. They're demanding that they're people who are engaged and ready to go. And if they're sitting there just faffing about with like, how do I get online and just distracted to no end, they're not going to really be able to provide quality insights. So, exactly. <laughs> <that's Yeah. laughs> such a great way of looking at it. Well, let me ask you this. You mentioned before that you were thinking a little bit about opportunity and where the industry is going. So where do you think the opportunities are right now, you know, in in other like development forms at Fieldwork? So um, database building is something that right now is such a great time to really be focusing on. Um, you know, throughout the year, Fieldwork facilities and our, our divisions are always database building. Um, but now more than ever, um, we're finding that respondent engagement is up so much right now mm-hmm. and I think that goes back to what we were just talking about um, you know consumers they want that they want that 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 personal touch that communication that interaction so you know respondents are home they're looking to connect with people and you know to be quite honest they're looking to make some extra right. cash right, right now that makes so sense it's a, yeah it's a, it's, yeah it's a really good opportunity so We've, um, we've really been working with our social media specialist at our office to help stay in touch with respondents and build database. Um, in Fort Lee in New York City, we've been doing every week like a different um, um, giveaway on our social media page where it's for essential workers and healthcare workers and teachers, you know, people on the front line. And each week we kind of spotlight a different field and we say, you know, tag your favorite healthcare worker. And, um, you know, through that, we're, you know, helping the community and we're also getting, you know, database signups as well. Oh, so I love it. See, this is why field work is like firmly on the always be helping team. <laughs> yeah. Really. And you're keeping it fun. So tell me a little bit about how you're developing your staff, though. So that's Definitely. that's really great about database, because I have to say, you know, there are a lot of there are a lot of companies out in the insights industry who would be envious of your completely owned database. <laughs> so the fact that you're building it more at this time is a, is is pretty crazy. But what about your staff? How are you developing them through this? So, you know, I, I think it's important for our staff, our project project managers, our supervisors to to know that this isn't going to be permanent. You know, eventually we're going to be back in the office. It may be a little different than what we're used to, but um, you know, we got to like keep keep the train moving. 
and keep everyone, you know, going and, and, and stuff like that. So staff development is something that we're really taking advantage of at this time. Um, we do a yearly, which you know about, we do our yearly project management meeting um, where every year all of our PMs from across the world will, you know, fly into a, a market where we usually have a facility, meet up for a few days of training and learning and dinners and, you know, fun activities. And so this year, actually this week, um, we all were supposed to be in Phoenix, but, you know, we're not, which is fine. So we've actually transitioned our project manager meeting um, to an online meeting this for this year. Um, that actually starts tonight, and we actually are starting it even with the Zoom happy hour kickoff event. So it's going to be a great event for our project managers to, you know, connect. And we just felt now more than ever, um, it's crucial that that we keep that keep that going. And I know they're very excited for it. Yeah, people need need that routine. That really routine is a big thing that people need, and they need assurance. I think you know, you and I both as leaders know, um, you know, there's a million thoughts going through our heads all day long, but our team needs to hear. This is we have a plan and this is what we're doing. We're working on today. You know, it's a lot of assurance that needs to go on. And I think probably, you know, maybe you'd agree with me. But, you know, as a leader, too, as we're giving that assurance, we're being assured we're being a part of the team and we need it, too. Exactly. We're not immune um, from it. Yeah. Definitely. And just seeing, you know, when it was when, you know, the information went out to our project managers about the virtual meeting, just seeing the excitement from my team of, oh, that's I'm so happy we're still doing it. That's 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 so great. That's so exciting. What am I going to wear tonight for our Zoom call? <laughs> so I think it's exciting, you know, to keep them, keep them, you know, it, it focused and things like that. And then, you know, aside from the PM meeting, we're also helping to keep our project managers engaged and communicating with each other across the offices. So we've been hosting live office hours where project managers can join and ask questions and get advice and um, check in with, with each other. So just like our respondents, we're, we're showing a really high level of attendance for office hours as well. I love that. I love that. Well, I started this episode by saying that you are managing the New York office and Fort Lee. So tell me about those two areas uh, briefly and why they are so important as a part of the portfolio of, of field work. Why are they important for qualitative insights? So the New York metro area, it, you know, it makes up um, Connecticut, northern New Jersey, where Fort Lee is, and then New York City and the uh, boroughs and surrounding suburbs. So um, I like to think that the New York metro area really is a leading market in our industry. Um, it's almost like a trendsetter, if, if you can say. Um, you know, many of our clients will launch their product in, in the New York metro area before taking it nationwide. Um, same with television programs and pilot testing, medical device testing. And even with COVID, this market started to experience it before others. And, you know, like New York does, we just had to adapt, you know, very quickly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and then I think now more than any time, um, New York is such a in such such an, a crucial place for research. Um, I mean, right now with COVID, for example, as you know, we're at the epicenter at the moment. And I really think that the opinions of the men and women and even children and teenagers who are living through this will be really, really valuable. Um, you know, a lot of our research opportunities, I think, will result from this pandemic in terms of healthcare, consumer spending, which we talked about earlier, saving and investing, transportation, and even infrastructure. And, you know, right now, Priscilla, we have studies in field that are related to COVID situation. Mm -hmm. And I do think that that will, that will keep increasing for sure. Right, right. Well, I mean, it's New York. It's the most populated area in the U.S. <laughs> so uh, it's also home to a lot of major industries, finance, media, TV, fashion, entertainment, healthcare. It's a lot of healthcare around you. Mm -hmm. um, so tell me a little bit 
about, well, actually, where's the where's the facility in New York? Because a lot of people may not know that because it's a newer facility. Absolutely. So we opened about two years ago, and the facility is on 7th Ave between 35th and 36th Street. So it's right in um, it's in the Fashion District, actually, and it's about two blocks from Penn Station, which is the um, you know the major train station in in New York City. Mm, awesome. Well, I'm going to shift gears just a little bit. Because you mentioned right there that there's going to be opportunity to talk about COVID and, you know, the, the studies that are even already in field. We've seen it. I mean, you and I all day long in insights. Everybody's yeah. running a study in COVID right now, right? Um, mm-hmm. But I wanted to hear from you how you think you will actually accommodate that new surge of research that needs to be done when brands really come back online or come up to speed, however we want to put it. So, I mean, everything is changing so fast. In the beginning, everything switched to online. And the big question that we all had on our calls was, is in-person ever going to come back? And, you know, now daily, we hear from clients about when they can come back and do so safely. I mean, every, at least a few times a week, I have a client calling saying, hey, I'm local to New York. I'm only, I, you know, my office is only five blocks from your facility. Can I, can I come in and just conduct a day of IDIs? And we're like, not yet. You know, we have to wait till it's safe to open. But it's, you know, it's really, it's, it's really um, exciting that, you know, we have clients in our backyard that are, you know, really, in, you know, want to come back and are ready to do so. Um, and I think that now brands more than ever really need to connect with the consumer, not only to learn how this is impacting, you know, purchasing behavior, but how the brand and the consumer are connected. And I think trust is such a huge factor here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even with COVID, we're finding that many brands are already adapting to this new normal and quickly changing their focus and how they're conducting conducting research. Right, right. Uh, you mentioned Crystal Martinez before that runs your, you know, fieldwork web work. And I had talked mm-hmm. with her about a mutual client. Um, and there's just a reality that there's some things that, you know, qual that can be done online and some qual that just needs a pause because they really do want to put it in person. And that has to do with really high security or really high confidential thing, which is something you guys provide. But, you know, I, I love this that, you know, the ability to look at each project individually and say, can this go online? Can it not? Does it need to wait? You know, that's 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 pretty interesting. You know, we definitely have a lot of studies, as I mentioned, related in field right now that are related to COVID. But then again, on the other hand, we have a lot of studies that have nothing to do with COVID. And, you know, they, they, a lot of the studies I have in field right now in, in Fort Lee, you know, while they're online, they're the continuation of multi-phase projects that we've been doing for, you know, over a year. I have one project that is on phase, I think, 22 right now of something that we've been testing. (laughs) And so for, yeah, so for our clients, it's like, okay, business as usual, we'll just do the next few phases online. And then when we can pick back up in person, we will. So it is interesting to see the comparison of COVID related projects to the comparison of projects that are just business as usual, keep it going. (laughs) Well, and it really is hard to say what the industry will look like. Nobody has a crystal ball. And I think you and I both agree. We're a little bit, you know, away from things resuming and you feel this, you know, even more acutely in New York and, and Fort Lee. But I guess I'm kind of curious how, what, what's the grounding for us? You know, what is the, the, the thing you're hold on, holding on to about how you'll adapt to the new normal? Mm-hmm. So I think that, I think what you have to hold on to when you're adapting to the new normal is being flexible and that you're going to try things 
and things may not work and maybe you have to try things again and it'll, you know, it'll all be, it'll all be okay. It's hard to say what the industry is going to look like when we can get back up and running in person. I think we are a bit away from, you know, getting back to normal research before COVID and, you know, we're all kind of anticipating what this new normal will look like. Mm-hmm. And, you know, while, while in-person research maybe a bit different. I, I just don't think it's going anywhere. My opinion is that it's here to stay. And I mean, don't get me wrong, online research is an amazing, amazing methodology. It allows so many options and flexibility. It allows our clients to continue their research. Um, but at the end of the day, and this is just my opinion, nothing can replace in, in-person research. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there, there's just something that, that you can attest to of holding that product and watching a consumer, you know, tasting this new drink or watching this pilot or testing this medical device in person. Um, So, you know, I keep telling my team, it's going to be a little different and we have to accept that. We have to understand that, but we're flexible and we'll work with it. We're fluid. And, um, you know, that that'll be okay too. This, this new normal of of in-person. Yeah. And you guys are having to deal with a lot of different ideas of new normal because, yeah, you have, you know, locations spread out all, all over the U.S., but you also have a global team. Mm-hmm. And so you talk about the wave of openings, you know, that's going to be different, you know, for the, the global team who are fielding things all over the world who are experiencing very different types of responses uh, to COVID. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so I think it's important to note the vast network that makes up field work. You know, we have offices all over the country. So many of our our facilities have, um, you know, a plethora of of end clients in in our backyard. And so I think it's important just to remind our clients, you know, where we're located. And, you know, a lot of the things I like to think about is what's travel going to be like when these, these travel bans start being lifted and we're able to travel again. And, you know, Again, my opinion is I think it, we might see more regional travel at the start versus, you know, domestic travel. So I think it's really important that we can work with our, you know, our local offices. Um, I mean, if you think of the Northeast, we have Boston, New York City and Fort Lee all on one train line so that, you know, then like a client wouldn't have to get on a plane to travel and things like that. So, right, um, right. yeah, so I think there's a lot of, you know, a lot of opportunity for sure. Well, Becky, this has been so great. I've had so many people ask me, can you please get someone on who can give you like a real, put the finger on the pulse of what's going on in qualitative. I'm like, I will call Becky. This has been great. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me just ask you, if there was one last thing that you wanted to share, that's your, just your feeling after all this, you've been through this experience. You've talked with all your team. You've talked with your stakeholders. You've talked with your clients. I mean, do you have one kind of last parting thought for us here at Ponderings on the Perch? Yes, all I want to say is that fieldwork is ready. We, you know, it, it, we, we joke because we keep saying internally, like when we open back up and we're like, well, we're open, we're still conducting research, we're still conducting our projects. Um, but so fieldwork is ready when we are able to conduct in-person research, hopefully soon. And, you know, as you mentioned, some offices are definitely going to open up before others. And, um, you know, the thing is that to remember is that we're all set up to recruit and manage projects working remotely and in the facility. And really nothing has changed in terms of what we can handle. And we're kind of finding the opposite that, you know, we're operating our businesses during this time. And it's really taught us all about flexibility being able to adapt and really how to be, you know, fluid in your business and, you know, adapt to changes. So 
Oh, I love it. I love it. And I have to say from all of us, too, thank you for the ways you, your team has reached out and just been helping. Like I said, you've had that that ethos of always be helping. Just find cool, fun ways of reaching out to your community. That's been awesome. And I never like to uh, talk with Fieldwork without saying thank you for the way that you guys corporately have sponsored Women in Research. Such an invaluable part of us connecting as peers and supporting each other, like what you have between all of the Fieldwork presidents, you know, you guys can contribute and make that possible for uh, women in research and keeping that a free, you know, a free organization. And I know, you know, uh, the founder, Kristen Luck, I talk with her frequently about, um, you know, those companies who are actually contributing and field work is one of those. So just thank you so much for that too, Becky. Of course, we're happy to support and, you know, it's important that we, we stick together. So <laughs> I love it. Well, from all of us here, we're sticking together. You heard it from Becky Harrison at Fieldwork. Connect with her on LinkedIn. And from all of the peeps here at Little Bird Marketing, have a great day and happy marketing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.